Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Totally Legit or Calling the Cops. We have five topics this week. Charlie Smith with me. I'm going to read them off. Charlie's going to respond whether he thinks the prediction is totally legit. But if he disagrees, he's going to call the cops. We've been getting some great feedback about these uh, episodes. We try to do two a month in between all the Hot Take Tuesdays and rotating them out. So hope you are enjoying it as much as everyone else seems to be. Charlie, you ready? Born ready. Let's do this. Born ready. We're starting off hot. Josh Taylor will take Matt Barnes' job at some point this season as the new Red Sox closer. Is that totally legit, or are you calling the cops? I think it has the opportunity to be legit. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't allowed a run in two months. Right now, you have the most locked-down eighth-inning guy or seventh-inning guy in baseball. His ERA after the first series or first three games, he allowed six runs in the first three games. It was down to 1.07 when I last checked. It's probably down to 1.05 or 1.04 now. Do I think it's possible? I absolutely think it's legit because Matt Barnes looked shaky as heck today in game three through almost 50, it felt like 50 pitches in one inning. I mean, everybody was getting full counts, a couple extra balls. It's, it's just, ah, man, it's tough because before the season started, no one said Josh Taylor. We all said Darwin's Hernandez, Adam Adovino, but it's Matt Barnes to lose. So uh, I definitely think it's possible. He keeps doing what he's doing. I think they're going to sprinkle a couple save ops for him. Yeah. See, I, I lean towards totally legit as well. Matt Barnes has looked okay in the post-sticky stuff era, as I'm starting to call it. He didn't look great in the Oakland series. I think he gave up a run in game two, the extra innings game. He didn't give up a run in game three, but had two base runners on with either no outs or just one out. And it looked like the inning was going to go sideways and we weren't generating much offense. So I just, I'm not convinced that Barnes could be the guy going down the stretch. And if you're going to take it away from him, Taylor's the guy. He makes the most sense. And I'm just not sure that Alex Cora has the heart to make a bold move like that. If, I mean, when you think about bold moves that have been made this year, there really haven't been any. And that would be an interesting call to do that when other players who haven't really expressed or, or shown that they deserve to be here, nothing's happened to them. And I think because they're doing as well as they are right now, I mean, this is the hottest team in the American League right now. Hottest team in the American League and one of the hottest teams arguably in baseball. I mean, after a, a set that they had, they lost one game. They're still 9-1 and one in their last 10. They have a four-and-a-half game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, which really I think is the only team that poses a threat. The Yankees are 10 games out. They're barely over 500. Barely, which is insane. Did we think after halfway through the season we'd be saying that the New York Yankees would be half a game above 500 and 10 games out of first place behind the rival Red Sox? 
you'd be out of your mind. This season has just gone completely sideways for baseball. Like the teams that are absolutely dominating, no one had this. No one saw this coming. I don't think so either. And I'm starting to wonder. I, the Astros are really the only team I'm afraid of right now. They really are. They're good. They're yeah. really good. One more thing to point out about Josh Taylor. It's been an extremely long time. I think I did see a stat where he has the most appearances now of any Red Sox left-handed reliever without giving up a run. So he's got the all-time record now. And it's one of those Koji Uihara type runs that he's on. He doesn't have quite have the strikeout per nine. I think he's 11.3 right now, which isn't even astronomical anyway. Guys like Kimbrell, even on a not-so-great year, were higher. But he's been extremely dominant. This was the closest he came to letting up a run, finally. But he was able to get the third out and get out of the inning. But just unbelievable. I don't... I, I said all winter long, don't sleep on him, but this is better than what even I imagined uh, out of Taylor. Next, this is a good one. Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez will be playing for different teams on August 1st. Totally legit, or are you calling the cops? I really want to say totally legit. I'd love to see the Yankees make a splash and just shock Yankees Nation and move the face of their team because, let's be honest, Garrett Cole ain't it. Giancarlo Stanton ain't it. Roldis Chapman ain't it. DJ LeMahieu is a cool Robin to the Batman. That is Aaron Judge. But if you're going to move a player, you need to strike while the iron is hot. I do Definitely see the Yankees making a move and getting a silly haul back. They missed the opportunity to trade him when it could have been a king's ransom. Do I see him getting moved? Absolutely. Now that Gary Sanchez is starting to hit some home runs too, I can see him getting moved too. It's not like they don't have catching options. I, I hope I don't butcher his name. The uh, Higashioka. 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 Yeah, I can never say his name right. Um, who is Garrett Cole's personal catcher. It wouldn't surprise me if they brought up uh, another one of their guys and had um, Higashioka as their main guy and got somebody else in there. It just it wouldn't surprise me. Not to mention, your team's payroll is ungodly. It's almost it's two hundred million right now. It's insane. You shed off uh, Aaron Judge, who's still arbitration eligible next year before he becomes a free agent in two years. Um, you move Gary Sanchez, who's also in the same situation. He hits ARB3, and then he becomes a free agent in 2023. This is the time to move him. There will not be a better time. You're not going to get a larger haul for both of these guys. Am I seeing them getting moved together? No. Do I see one of these two getting moved? Yes, I'm definitely... I'm, I'm not calling the cops on this one. I definitely think this is totally legit that we see one if not both going at the deadline the yankees are not going anywhere they are not a contender this year and they may not be a contender next year and after the uh the sauce where garrett cole can't pitch with that stuff anymore this team is a joke 
So you need to start stocking up on picks. You need to stock up on anything because this team is they're they're old. They're not good. So it's it's totally legit. What do you think? Officially, I, I'll also say totally legit. Uh, you know, if the Yankees lost Game Two of the Mets doubleheader, they would have slipped below five hundred. So they would have been forty-one and forty-two. Um, I I think it's legit. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to find a home for both guys. I think Gary Sanchez would be a DH, though, most likely. I don't think anybody's looking at him saying, "Oh, we need that guy to catch for us." Yeah, so I uh, I think that for sure he'll uh, end up being a, a DH somewhere. Unless a National League team just desperately needs the offense, but I can't Could quite you imagine? see it. Could you imagine being so desperate? They're like, yeah, we need a bat. We need Gary Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine being that desperate? Oh, my God. He's got to be a DH. Maybe they can, in the offseason, wherever he ends up, they can convert him into a uh, first baseman, perhaps like I can lot, see it. A lot of the catchers, Mike Napoli, Buster Posey, a couple examples. Where could Aaron Judge go, though? I'm I'm looking at teams, and the Giants are neck and neck with the Dodgers right now, and they seem to be good as far as pitching goes. But maybe they want like an offensive boost. Could could that be a landing spot? I remember, you know. I don't think the Dodgers are going to get him. I mean, there's just... No, the Giants. The Giants, okay. So the Giants, I could see them being a team... I don't know their farm system well enough to comment like what it's going to take to get them. I remember a little while ago, uh, not long ago, the Cleveland Indians were the rumored landing spot for Aaron Judge to build a team around him. Um, building a team around him, Justin... Uh, not Justin, uh, yeah, Shane Bieber. God, I'm confusing the Beavers. Shane Bieber, you got uh, uh, Zach Plesak, who's there. Tristan McKenzie, uh, McKenzie's there. Um, you have a decent squad there, but if he wants a chance to win right now, San Fran would be the place. That team is disgusting. And if you add Aaron Judge there, you're up there with the Dodgers and the Padres right now. The Padres can't stay healthy. The Dodgers are dealing with a situation right now. I don't know how I don't know how else to describe it, but it's it's pretty bad. Trevor Bauer, yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's so bad, uh, and I think that if he were to go to the Giants, the Dodgers could find themselves as the second, third best team, which is insane. It's literally insane. But depending on what the Giants can put together for somebody like Aaron Judge, that would be filthy. Because not like Buster Posey's getting any healthier or any any younger, so eventually the money that uh, would have been going to somebody like Posey or Brandon Belt, it's going to be going somewhere else. And why not give it to Aaron Judge? Why not lock him up for a ten, you know, ten to twenty or something like that? They were always the the runners up. They wanted John Lester. Actually, offered him more money than anyone did, but he right. goes to the Cubs and. They were aggressive on Giancarlo Stanton even uh, during that trade season. Um, well, I should say hot stove season because he got traded in the winter. But uh, So that's a team that's been aggressive in the past. So I could see them making a play for Judge. You mentioned the Indians, and that's also very viable. They, they're currently six games out of the division right now. 
you never know. I mean, I'm not, not going to guarantee anything with the White Sox until they finally do it because they've been a dumpster fire. And you haven't heard much out of anything going on with La Russa, so maybe he's settled in and kind of into a groove. But the Indians and the Yankees have done business before as well, so certainly possible. And Oakland has done business as well with the Yankees, so that's another possibility, I would say. I'm, I'm just taking a quick look at the top prospects and what it would take to get Aaron Judge out of New York you're looking at a minimum of two prospects, period. Because Aaron Judge is a good player. The problem is the health situation. If he goes to the Giants and they end up being a universal, and they end up becoming, uh, you know, the benefits of having a universal DH, holy crap, does he add extra value? You don't have to put him in the outfield every single game. You can have him DH a couple nights. If he goes to San Francisco, I'm just taking a quick peek They've got a couple catching options. They've got some some lefties that are available. I don't think he's going to net you the top pick on either one of these teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw like a like someone in the top ten, uh, maybe somebody in the the eleven to twenty range. Um, it just wouldn't surprise me. It's it's not going to be the same thing in relation to what like the Mets and the Indians did when they got Francisco Lindor and they got Cookie Carrasco because the the return was was kind of sad it wasn't a pretty return at all um you know it was it was a worse return than you know the red sox received from the dodgers for what was mookie Betts. and it, i shouldn't even compare mookie Betts to francisco Lindor because there's really no comparison but i mean statistically speaking this year they're both not doing that great no. you know Lindor's doing a little bit better but mookie Betts is a shadow of his former self so it, the yankees are going to expect a lot uh, he's a good player. Is he the best player at his position? No, but he's an incredibly marketed and marketable player. He's the face of some of the little games you can play on your phone. Um, he's well-known. If you see a picture of him, you know it's Aaron Judge. Uh, the Yankees have named a section of their stadium for that player. I mean, it'd be, cur- it'd be awesome to see something like that in San Francisco. Like, that'd be awesome. Bigger state. Uh, you could turn San Francisco into a huge market all of a sudden. I think so. And before we move on, I mean, this is the last best chance for Brian Cashman to to get nice hauls for these guys because Sanchez, his value's up, like you said. Judge, a team's going to have two chances at a World Series with this year and then the following year. And there are other pieces on the team he can move as well. Actually, let me throw this out there. Because I know we won't have a chance to on the regular show. Wouldn't it be amazing if Garrett Cole just publicly said at some point within the next couple of weeks that he wants to be traded? Trade me off this team right now. This is a dumpster fire. That would be a huge, we're screwed in New York. You lose Garrett Cole, Aaron Judges could could potentially be gone. Gary Sanchez is gone. Wouldn't that be insane to see the Yankees blow it up? Because yeah, he, he could very well be movable, and he doesn't have 10-5 rights to, to block a trade, unless there was a no right. trade in the contract, which I don't think there was. But I'll take a look right now. But that would 
that would either open the door for him to be traded and then another massive haul to be commenced before July 31st. Or it could light a fire under the team, light a fire under Cashman, and maybe suddenly they're buyers again. But it would be a really interesting situation if it if it went down that way. So I'm taking a look at it right now. Uh, he signed a nine-year, $324 million deal. He signed through 2028. Um, he may opt out of his contract in 2024. If Cole exercises right to opt out, the Yankees may void his decision by adding a 10th year, 2029, at $36 million. He has full no-trade protection. Oh, does he? He has full no-trade protection. It was the lar- It was also the largest um, and highest. So signing was the highest average annual value in history. And in total value, it was the largest ever contract for a pitcher, and it wasn't even close. I know. Scherzer, it's over $100 million more than what Scherzer got. Correct. It was insane. More than, than uh, Kershaw got, too. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. The the no trade clause actually doesn't really matter because if he's if he's demanding to be traded, he's obviously waiving it. So um it, it would be only if they wanted to trade him. If they approached him about the trade, then that's when it comes into play. But I'd be surprised. I mean, they're looking at this is gonna be a painful decade for Yankees fans, I, I would think. I, I can't imagine them doing any damage, you know, like we, we were talking about it. I don't remember if it was on our show or the other show because I listen to every single one now in the morning when I'm working out. And uh, I, I think it was you that said that the Yankees, this is the first decade that the Yankees didn't make a playoff appearance. And I sat there, I was like, wait, but did they? No, they didn't do it that year. But wait a minute. No, they didn't do it that year either. I think it could be the first and only time that we see the Yankees not do anything for almost two decades. 2009 was their last year of relevance, and that was when they bought the whole damn thing. And before that, their last time of relevance was 03, and they lost it then too. Right. So it would not surprise me to see the Yankees go almost two full decades without being relevant. And if they don't move Garrett Cole, because they're going to need to move Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton, not one, both, your team is going to have a big old pee-pee poopy party. It's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to be ugly. It, it's it, it's too much money dedicated to two players that, one, depend on a foreign substance, and two, can't stay healthy. You just It's too much money. It, Situations like this are showcase. They're showing managers or owners and GMs. We don't need to give you two hundred fifty million dollars. You want two hundred fifty million dollars? That's fine. You're going to play for a team that's not going to do well, and you'll never win a playoff game. Ipso facto, enter Mike Trout. You've never won a playoff game. Yeah, you're making a boatload of money. Guess what? You play for a team that's just not good. There's two or three players that are worth a damn on that team. Everyone else is just secondhand or, or not worth the money. So. It's, it's really showcasing uh, and showing to players, would you rather play on a winner, on a contender, and have a good chance to win? Or do you choose money and greed and forget the playoffs? It's your choice. Yeah. And if they go full-scale blow-up, and I, I think that's kind of a little bit more of a stretch, but you know, if you right. if you trade Cole, Judge, Sanchez, I don't know if LeMahieu's tradable. It's not an expensive annual contract, but... But you get something um, good for him. But if you go full scale, 
blow up, they probably have a top five or ten farm by the time it's all said and done. And oh, without a doubt, why not? And then, then your rebuild's a little shorter if you can get some right. higher, you know, end prospects that are in the upper levels of the minors. But all right, let's move on. Uh, this sure. is this is a really good one. Um, Dustin Pedroia is a future Red Sox manager. Totally legit, or are you calling the cops? Good God, you can't call the cops fast enough on that <laughs> one. I mean, here's the thing. I was super upset about Dustin Pedroia. Um, you know, you feel bad because of the injury, but, man, when it comes to Dustin Pedroia, he got paid how many millions of dollars and he didn't play? It, it really it really bothered me that he, he didn't opt to retire uh, a little bit sooner. What I would have done is, you know, I'm going to retire now. Let me help the team now. I'd love to come back as a special advisor. That tells me you care about the team that created you and made you who you are than yourself. I would also be more inclined to give you whatever the hell you damn well please because you put the team first then. We're going to put you first now. So, no. I don't I don't see that happening, especially since... Like, that whole Manny Machado thing, too. I don't think he's going to have any problem, like, throwing people under the bus. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> me. It was, it was them. Like, I just, that moment mixed in with other, other situations. I mean, you didn't play 2020. Between 2018 and 2019, you had three hits, none of which were extra base hits. You had one RBI. You were barely... I, actually, you know what? He didn't even play. Like I that. don't even think you hit 100. You didn't even hit 100 in those two years because you only had three hits and you had like 30-some-odd at-bats. So you didn't even hit 100 for three years because you still got paid in 2020. And then this year, he officially, I believe, was the last year he got paid and then retired. Right. So, no, I don't see him getting – I don't see him ever being a manager. I don't see him – you know, yeah, people – he was a grinder. He was a dirt dog and stuff. But I never saw him as the one that everyone was like, yeah, I'm going to follow this dude. I still don't think that I still don't think that you'd have players that'd be like, uh, yeah, we'll follow you. They they might think, oh, cool, it's a little Dustin, a little D, but but that's it. I I just I can't see him as a manager. I can't do it. He lost a big part of the fan base. I, I wouldn't say it was quite half the fan base, but that Manny Machado incident was definitely not a great moment in his career. And then supposedly cheering on Eckersley. Uh, I mean, cheering on David Price against David uh, Dennis Eckersley on the charter plane. So I think I think the fan base could turn on him again in a bad season. And a lot of teams don't hire their former superstars to to manage because they can also be hard to fire because. At least yeah. for a time, he could be more popular than Heim Bloom is. That's not the, hard. Uh, excuse me. Just... It's, it's, it's not hard. But here's the other thing, too. You have to know as a manager, this is the, the happiest moment of your of your life, being a manager. But then you know that the day that you get fired is coming, too. Yeah. It will happen. Usually. So yeah. it, it, it's not going to be – I mean, how many managers decide, yeah, you know what? I don't want to manage anymore. I think I'm going to step down. No, Dustin Pedroia is not that type of person, especially if he's getting paid to do nothing. I mean, it's just, 
I can't see it happen. And why would you want to ruin the impression that fans have of you, the the fans that actually still like you? If you suck at managing, they're gonna they're gonna forget about you as a player. They're gonna remember you as a manager. No one gives a crap about Aaron Boone as a hitter. He was garbage. He had one or two decent seasons, but he was a below average player. He is gonna be remembered as one of the worst game managers <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. And he makes all those former managers in New York look golden. Joe Girardi, dog. Joe Torrey, dog. Like all the other coaches that were there, you made them look fantastic. Aaron Boone is a bum. He's such a bum. And the same thing would happen to Dustin Pedroia. People would call him a bum. It's just, yeah. I don't think it's a good look. I think he should sail off into the sunset since he got his money and just you know, we can have a Dustin Pedroia day once every five, ten years. I don't care. But that's it. I'm calling the cops on that one, too. I, I just feel like Cora's going to be the manager for a long time, whether we love him or not. And it's crazy to me that Jason Veritek takes all these odd jobs throughout the team. And you see him in the dugout a lot now. He'll, he'll even be pushing the, the laundry cart sometimes when they hit home runs and um, so many other people got management jobs way faster than what Veritek's doing right now. And I just think he could go to another team right away. He could get hired this next winter. And I just don't see it. I just don't see it in, in Boston for Dustin Pedroia. A big chunk of our audience is probably hating on us right now <laughs> in their yeah, cars but- or... You know what? You bring up a really good point. Here's the thing. If he goes off and does something with some team that like no one really has any idea about, he goes and does something with the Brewers or the Pirates or, shoot, I mean, the Royals, the Indians, something like that. Some mediocre teams that are a couple ticks away from being really, really good. If he does something, no one's going to say, oh, damn, he should have been doing this in Boston. No one's going to say that because what if he came to Boston and they sucked? No one's going to want to deal with that. They're going to be like, oh, you know what? Uh, we remember Dustin Pedroia, the ball player, but thank goodness he's not managing this team into the ground, you know, or doing something like that. This is the best situation for him. If he wants to come and do that, be a special advisor, fine, come to Boston. If you want to manage, no thank you. Not happening. He will take a, a role like that for sure. Um, but I, I think if Dustin Pedroia is going to be a manager, it's likely with another team. And I'll say this about Veritech. Yankees are going to have a job opening at the end of the year. It's probably going to pay somewhere between three and five million. Do you think, do you think that tech is going to go to New York? Who wouldn't take that money? Who wouldn't take that money? I think the optics of him going there would be like Jim Larritz, who left the Red Sox to become a Yankee. And they uh, they asked him, you know, you're wearing a, a Yankees jacket or like a Yankees Red Sox jacket. And then they asked him, you know, like, oh, what, what team, you know, who, who are you cheering for in this game? You know, you're not playing. He goes, oh, no, I'm definitely cheering for the Yankees. I'm a Yankee forever. Like, Jim, no one cares about you. You, you're not relevant. You played in, in multiple World Series for a couple teams and whatnot. But I, I think the optics of that would look bad. I mean, he's already made enough mistakes in his personal life. I don't think he needs to 
make another one and, and beat it in New York. There will be other manager jobs that will pay maybe not the same amount, but a little bit less, and he'll still be loved. He'll never get booed. Well, we'll see. It could happen. We'll see. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. New York's a short drive. <laughs> That's true. That's true, too. That's true. Yeah, so I think it's a long shot. I think, believe it or not, I think Tori Lovello could end up in New York because his contract's up with the Diamondbacks. I mean, why would he want to stay? They're looking at a long rebuild. So, uh, And he he did a good job their first two years when they had Grinky and uh, Goldschmidt still. So uh, we had five, but we're probably going to cut it one short. So we'll wrap up with this one. The Red Sox stand pat at the trade deadline without making any major moves. Totally legit? Or are you calling the cops? I think it's legit. I think it's totally legit. I think that uh, as as far as adding adding huge chips, huge pieces, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be pieces off of teams, if at all, that are just not going anywhere. The players themselves are not doing well. Um, you know, one name that I was kind of flirting with is Matt Boyd, who I've taken in a lot of fantasy leagues, and it's usually screwed me. But I still like what he can do. I like him in Detroit. He's not having a crazy good year, but he's also been playing for a team that's pretty bad. And his numbers have been better this year. He's only getting paid, I think, $6.5 million this year, less than Garrett Richards, and he's doing more damage. So adding someone like that would allow the Red Sox to put him in the rotation, take out Garrett Richards. Once, Once Chris Sale comes back, you have a little bit of extra depth. You can then kind of figure out, who goes to the bullpen? Maybe you stick Erod there. Yes, he had a great game today. But what you want to do if you're going to try to play it off like you, you're you actually going for the AL pennant here, you need to add one arm if you can. But as far as it being big pieces, no. Nah. Nope. Not happening. I also think that that's totally legit. I mean, they might make a move, like you said, but it won't be an impact move. So that's the type of uh, scenario I was trying to present. Um, I don't even know that we're going to add a starter because I'm pretty comfortable with the entire rotation outside of Garrett Richards, and, and Chris Sale would take his spot. And then Tanner Houck's coming up at some point so whether that's long relief or what have you that's just another potential mid middle of the rotation arm and then duran will get called up so that's gonna that's gonna this year oh yeah i think so you think so this month i think that's a bold statement that's so is that hold on i i mean i'll finish with that so you're you're (laughs) You're totally legit on Duran coming up? I think he's coming, yeah. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> You're calling the cops? I'm calling the cops. I don't think it's happening on that one. I think so. I well, We can check uh, with another one of our hosts after okay. uh, we get off. But, sure, um, sure. But then what does that do? That's going to force Kike back into the infield. So yeah, so you're gonna you might see some selling, but it's not in the sense that we're making ourselves worse. We just simply need to clear out some spots for these guys. Of course, of course, you know. So so maybe a royal goes. I'd love it if Dahlbeck goes because I've just I've had enough. (laughs) Me too. I think we're we're aligned there. I'm tired of being force fed Dahlbeck. Um, 
so you'll see some of that, but it's only going to be to promote some some quality guys. So I think they very well could stand pat. I hope they don't. I love getting excited about stuff, so I, I don't know uh, potentially who we would target. Maybe a first baseman uh, that can that can hit, but but who knows? We'll see. We still got what mm-hmm. today's the fourth. We're recording this on the fourth, so yeah, you got twenty-seven more days, and I'm not going to bother counting the hours. Well, twenty-three days. Oh no, it's a four p.m. I'm not doing the math on that. Um, but yeah, what day of the week is that? So I'm taking a look at it right now. Uh, the thirtieth is July thirtieth. Oh, whoops! Hold on one second. I got it right here. Well, if today's oh, the fourth, Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll bump it up to Friday. I think we would know that by now. But um, what one year it was on a Sunday, so August first ended up being the the trade deadline that year. But but we hope you guys enjoyed it. The last one was uh, the Mets are going to the World Series. I probably would have called the cops, but it it could happen. It could happen. Um. Yeah, I'm looking right now. We so. The calendar turns to July on thir- on Thursday, putting teams in the final stretch before the July 30th trade deadline, which would actually make it a Friday oh. night. Oh, it's Friday. So it's it's th- a Friday this year. So yeah. it's the 30th. Okay. Yep. That a day off. What one day? Yeah. So they they like having it during the week, but yeah, but that's It'll fine. Right. Now we know. I did, yeah. I didn't know coming on. So, all right, we will wrap with that. We'll be back on it must be thursday to or is it wednesday i didn't check for what the angels series wrap is that a three or four game set uh, i think it's a three spot because then we face the phillies for three right after that so it'll be five six seven they had to take a day off on thursday oh gotcha. and then it'll be friday saturday sunday yeah so, so there's an off day three games set yep. against the anaheim angels so that will be on Wednesday night, Job and Andrew uh, will be with me, and uh, hope everybody has a good week. Take care.